Hey, it's Brian again, your lunatic friend. I'm defending myself in Jesus and music and me. I almost feel like apologizing for getting a little too rambunctious on the Holy Rolling Project. It was mostly the tour. I wouldn't say I went off the rails, but I did fall into the orchestra pit. What had happened was I had handmade some of my own wardrobe malfunctions. Yep, I had dressed a little too close to a clown. And that's what I get for taking my own advice. And that's when I discovered that I might not be my own best consultant. I think it's funny that I was sitting in a turning lane when I decided I needed to make some changes. And I was writing the song Whistling in the Dark when the light turned green. It was time for me to get a little more serious because it was sobering to realize that I didn't have all the answers by myself. I was seeing a lot of people around me that didn't believe the way I did. And some of the things I believed were just borrowed from other people. And seemed like everybody was trying to control as much as they could just to keep from being uncomfortable. Like one pragmatist said, yes, the fear of the unknown is the cornerstone of faith. And the one thing that all all religions have in common is the shadow of doubt. And a counselor told me once, Brian, if you could control everything in your life and it came out the way you wanted, you would remove one of the best things God ever made. And that would be surprises. But when I first started writing songs for Whistling in the Dark, not knowing where I was going was not an adventure to me. It was downright intimidating. Sure, I can tell people that Jesus is the light of the world, but it doesn't always keep me from being afraid of the dark. And if I already knew everything, I would miss the satisfaction of learning something that I didn't used to know. That's why in Whistling in the Dark I sing, I'm someone that feels, but I can't fake the answers. And I don't make believe. So let me just make this clear. Faith is not pretending. Just like courage isn't the absence of fear, faith is whistling in spite of it. Now my favorite lyrics on this project were in a song called Break Out of Chains where it talks about a great cloud of witnesses. Mentioned in Hebrews chapter 12, cast off every restraint it says, anything that holds you back and run the race as if all those faithful saints who have gone before us are watching. Kind of like how we act when we know we're on camera. And so I would sing Above me gather legions who've stood the test of time. A cloud they are who witness. A master's grand design. I find myself surrounded. A threat on every side. And I've just begun to suffer where greater men have died. And this might have been part of the inspiration for another song on this record called You're Never Alone. Not just imagining that God is with you, but seeing heaven as a jury of your peers. But I also had a peer that I could actually see in Chuck Barth. I'd written a song with him on the last project called My Little World. He was doing computer-generated music for video games, but his stuff sounded really tight, so I decided that we should co-write. And that would become the inspiration for a song called Help Is On The Way. In the lyrics, I was thinking of Morse code, sending out an SOS, and I would sing dot, 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 are you okay? Are you okay? Oh no, oh no, SOS. Chuck Barth wasn't the only help I would get on this record. I had the opportunity to bring in Bill Champlin from the band Chicago and his wife Tamara Champlin. They had sung with and written songs for Elton John and Leon Russell, among others. I would also use Jimmy Johnson, bass player with James Taylor. And then, of course, my usual crew of friends, John Schreiner, who I've been writing songs with for a while, Bob Carlisle on background vocals, Randy Thomas on guitar from my old band, and my favorite saxophone player, Glenn Myerscough, who pretty much played with everybody, including the other horn players that we used on this record, Don Marquise, Larry Hall, Stu Bloomberg and John Mitchell. And I mention all this help because don't think for a minute that we just use computer-generated sounds and finish the record. Once we had the song idea in place, we would replace a lot of the parts with real people. I wrote another song with Chuck that didn't have a title until I was standing in front of the microphone to sing the vocal down. We had the verses, but we didn't have a hook, and the music was already done. When I started the lyrics, I was just guessing at where it wanted to go. Started off kind of random. Hey, what I'd love to say is in the music that I love to play. I asked politely, can I 
turn it up? You said, no, 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 no. The whole song was done and we didn't know what it was going to be called. And here's where I went to my journal that I kept all the time of my disconnected scribblings. And I decided to force a line that I had written down several weeks ago. And I would have to force it to fit every... Heart has an open door. And wow, that sounded different than I would have ever imagined. On this record, I would still write a couple of songs by myself. Interesting, I was leaving town and I was just lifting off from the airport when I started a song called When I Think of Home. Funny how you start thinking about home when you're leaving. I was also motivated because I had heard a song by Pat Terry Group simply called Home. BJ Thomas would cover it. I would like their song better than mine. The lyrics, they say that heaven's pretty. But living here is too. And it goes on to say that if I had to choose, I'd go home. I would write another song, thinking about a heavenly home, simply called Paradise. It was exhilarating from the beginning. I would sing far from the fantasy or the portraits we envision, above all adversity and beyond imagination. There's a place prepared for you and me. And my sarcasm would kick in when I would add my favorite place for a relocation. And maybe that was the point of Whistling in the Dark. My pursuit of faith is first of all based Based on the fact that I don't get to stay here. It is appointed unto man once to die. Toward the end of the project and looking back, I would write a song with Gary Whitlock and Don Kaysen. And it's a song about why I follow Jesus. It opens with, I've heard for many years how you have died for me. And if I just believe it, that I could spend my life with you. And I kind of talk about John 3.16 and how I took it for granted. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have eternal life. And after 70 years, I'm still clinging to that promise. Because like I say in the song, all my life I've needed someone to care for me. A love that would always be there for me. And you need to go hear this song just to hear Bob Carlyle's background vocals. They're the best I've ever heard, ever. On the bridge section, it's angelic and transcendent in a way that gives me chills. You might say it's a vocal version of what hope feels like. And without hope, you can't whistle in the dark. There's one song that I saved for right now that I did on this record. It's called You Can Rely On Me. Because I always wanted to put woulda, shoulda, coulda, but you never learn in a song. But the breakdown is what's really cool. Where I sing, if you got a heart that's ready to break, then show me some honesty. Because I got the time I'm willing to take. And you can rely on me. I'm ready to walk you through the dark because I'm a count on friend. I give you my word we won't be apart till we see the light at the other end. And after all of this time, I'm still your lunatic friend. Thanks for supporting what you believe in, like Jesus and music on NutshellSermons.com.